0: Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. I'm Jennifer Butler and I'm your host. Trauma is defined as a deeply distressing or disturbing experience, which I think we would all agree that divorce, no matter what the circumstances, falls under this definition. Oftentimes the trauma piece of it can be overlooked though and never really dealt with at all. Our guest today, Whitney Bull, is a therapist specializing in trauma who believes that a major part of healing from divorce includes the focus on navigating the crisis and healing the trauma that divorce creates. When this trauma is dealt with though, she believes that the pain felt fuels growth and empowerment. Whitney Bull is a therapist, coach, and writer in private practice in Hermosa Beach, California, and a single mom of three. She runs a Facebook group for people healing through divorce, has written a book called You Got This, Healing Through Divorce, and is about to launch an online intensive course to help people heal through divorces with toxic exes. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the Worthy Podcast. I'm really grateful that you're going to share your wisdom and just all of your knowledge with our listeners.
1: Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to be here.
0: So let's start with you telling us just a little bit about your own journey and how it's influenced the work that you're doing.
1: Sure. Well, being a therapist is a second career for me. I went back to graduate school in my 30s, and I often joke that I went back to grad school and got my master's in clinical psychology hoping that I could fix my then-husband, and then realizing that all I could do was fix myself. And that ended up being my journey, is realizing after 15 years of marriage at 39 years old with two-year-old twins and an eight-year-old that I had to leave my marriage, and I had to get a divorce, and feeling traumatized and terrified and alone and overwhelmed, and having to navigate that. And over the course of that, I wrote a book. And I just really want to help people going through this, um, going through the trauma of divorce, because I really do feel like it is a trauma and it's so overwhelming and it can be very isolating. And I'd like to help support people who are going through that journey.
0: You know, I love what you've done with your journey and your trauma and, you know, going through this difficult time, which is not only like taking on this, this willingness to look at yourself but to write a book and turn your crisis and your trauma into this mission to help others. It's really beautiful. Thank you. So you talk about the trauma of divorce and how the experience is really, it's a crisis. So Mm -hmm. as a therapist who specializes in trauma, can you share with us just why the characterization of divorce being a trauma, of it being a crisis, why that's so important.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, I I think when you go through a divorce, everything that you know is just thrown out the window, your financial stability, your emotional stability, your hopes for the future, your dreams for the future, what your life is going to look like, what your parenting, if you have kids is going to look like it's all out the window and you have to rethink all of it. And It is so overwhelming and it really upends our sense of safety. And what happens in the brain when we go through something like that is, you know, our rational reasoning part of the brain, it sometimes goes offline and we're left in this survival response with our amygdala brain um, in this fight, flight or freeze. And it's really hard to move through a divorce in that way and feel empowered and heal when you are feeling traumatized. So I think it's really important to understand what's happening. And, you know, I, I remember lots of moments when I just felt crazy and, and really had trouble thinking and getting it together. And it's not because I was crazy. Um, it was because I was dealing with the trauma and having to sort through that and help myself heal was so important. And I, and I feel like, you know, it paves the road towards really deep empowerment, but it can also feel like crazy making if, if you don't see it and know what it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know I also went through a divorce years ago and I remember that feeling and I remember the lack of control, you know, feeling like my emotions were all over the place, but then really my inability to take necessary steps or even take care of myself and right. thinking I was just crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a really common experience is that You have this idea of how you're supposed to move through it, and it feels so hard to even just think. Uh, And you're having to make really big decisions about your future and about, you know, what you're going to do in your living situation, your finances. And when you're in that place, it's so hard to do that.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I think it was years. I I don't think I heard anyone refer to my divorce as a trauma for it must have been like two or three years before anyone had ever made that connection or Mm -hmm. before I was able to maybe see it in front of me, but it was like a huge light bulb moment for me. Like, Oh my God, I am going through a trauma. And it did, like you said it, when you understand that piece of it, it Mm -hmm. immediately helps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you can do something to help yourself, right. Right. you navigate the trauma and having compassion for yourself through that. And, and treating it and taking care of it, it makes a big difference.
0: So the opposite side of that. So what's the danger in not dealing with the trauma or crisis part of it when you're trying to heal?
1: Well, I think part of it is that when you're operating from a traumatized place, you sometimes don't make the best decisions. Um, you can be impulsive. You can feel erratic. You know, our thoughts and our feelings are not what defines us. It's our actions. And sometimes the thoughts and feelings we have when we're feeling traumatized are really out of control. So, if we act on all of those impulses rather than addressing the trauma and addressing the underlying dysregulation, we can back ourselves into a corner and make bad decisions, right? Impulsive Mm -hmm. decisions, try to find unhealthy ways to sue that make matters worse for us, engage in unhealthy ways with the person that we're divorcing or with our kids because we're feeling dysregulated and we don't know what to do. Rather than really focusing on what's happening inside of ourselves and, and treating that and healing that and having compassion for that and realizing that these thoughts and feelings are not the thing that defines who we are, or who we're going to be, they will pass and we don't have to act on all of them.
0: So in your opinion, then is it most beneficial to deal with the trauma piece first
1: well, I think it's, you know, sometimes we don't have the luxury of deciding yeah. how we're going to deal with things, right? That's like, true. You know, you've got to figure out your living arrangement and you have to figure out finances and there's attorneys or mediators and all of that. It's a lot. But I, I, so I don't think it's a first so much as um, simultaneously, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. really, I, I think it is such a gift for people who recognize that when they're in the crisis piece. That they need to address that, they need to reach out for help, they need to get help and they need to focus on themselves and make themselves a priority. It makes all the other pieces feel a little bit easier to get through mm-hmm. and it also puts them in perspective. So I think it's not a first situation so much as like you know, in at the same time, simultaneously.
0: Yeah, just recognizing it and, and incorporating it into whatever process you're having to go through right now.
1: Exactly, exactly it's important.
0: So you've created a divorce first aid kit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we're going to kind of dig into this and, and share this with our listeners, but why is something like a divorce first aid kit so helpful?
1: I think a lot of times when you're going through a divorce, um, it feels so overwhelming and you feel so alone and you don't even know where to start. And I remember that feeling. So I wanted to create a resource that gave people who were really struggling a place to start. You know, I have a, a Facebook group, a support group for women and men healing through the trauma of divorce. And it's something that I offer to them and really anybody who goes to my website. And it just includes, it includes the first chapter of my book. And it also includes, you know, tips for healing through the trauma of divorce, um, tips for grounding and self-regulating a list of resources, books, um, legal sites, financial sites of just places where you can get the support that you need when you're going through this. Because I think getting through divorce requires so much support. It's it's, the tendency is to sort of, you know, want to push everybody away and um, retreat. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to heal and navigate a divorce from that place. Um, Reaching out for help and getting the support that you need and the resources you need is so helpful and so important. And I wanted to make that easy, which is why I created the Divorce First Aid Kit.
0: Yeah, that's why we're going to be sharing it today, because I agree, it's so beneficial. And anyone who's listening today who's feeling stuck or feeling really alone or overwhelmed in the process, I think is really going to be helped in your sharing of all this information. Yeah. So let's just start, I think, with the 10 tips that you offer for healing through the trauma of divorce. Sure. Um, Well, the
1: first step is grounding yourself. And, you know, one of the things that's in that packet is a grounding cheat sheet of just ways to, you know, uh, ground yourself in your body, um, focus on your breathing, I think sometimes we lose sight. We feel unsafe. But if you take the time to really connect to your breath, to engage your senses and look around, in this moment, you are safe. And sometimes just grounding and connecting to your body in that way helps us to regulate and get back online. So that's the first one. The second one is setting healthy boundaries, particularly with your ex. And that can be a really hard one. Mm -hmm. But boundaries are there to keep us safe. Right? To make us feel protected. And when we're going through a divorce, a lot of times we don't feel safe. We don't feel protected. And having those boundaries, setting those boundaries to make sure that we do is really important. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, I was just going to say with boundaries, I think a lot of times people know how important they are, but where they get tripped up is I think it's a skill, right? Like if you've never learned how to set a boundary, or if you have come from a history of, Having your boundaries kind of stepped all over, or vice versa, Mm -hmm. it's a skill. And so, someone says, you know, set boundaries. I think people are like, okay, but how? That's, you know, that's where I struggle. I know there's, you know, work to be done in this area. You have to learn and build that skill, but is there any sort of wisdom you could offer?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I talk a little bit of, you know, I'm giving sort of just the the brief beats and I, I give a little bit more detail in the divorce first aid kit. But the, The real key piece is I think we often forget that what we want and what we need is important and our safety is important. We start to defer to other people, particularly in marriage Mm -hmm. and setting boundaries can even feel punitive. Like we're punishing the person. It, It feels unkind or mean or hurtful. But it's not, you know, a really huge area where I think people need to set boundaries is communication with your ex, particularly around texting. I think it's so invasive to be going to bed and getting texts from your ex that can be in, you know, upsetting, um, but setting really clear boundaries around communication, how you communicate with your ex is so, so important. I talk a little bit about this in my book as well, but just really making sure that you feel safe and really like looking at all the different areas in terms of physical safety, you know, emotional safety, you don't have to engage anymore in the ways that you did when you were married. And it it can, I think you're dead on. It's so hard to see that when you've spent so much time, you've spent a marriage trying to accommodate somebody else.
0: No, absolutely. And I think what's really important about what you're saying is that, when you're setting boundaries, it's not about the other person. It's about mm-hmm. you and keeping yourself safe and honoring your own space for healing as opposed yeah. to punishing or trying to make the other person behave a certain way.
1: Exactly. Right. Right. A lot of times people say, oh, it's an ultimatum. It's not an ultimatum. Yeah. It's not ultimatum, right? If somebody isn't respecting your boundaries, if you say, hey, I'm setting this boundary, texting is only to be used for urgent matters and they're not respecting that and you block them, that's not cruel. That's not an ultimatum. That's, that's being clear with your boundaries. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a very, very big distinction. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. When I decided to sell my jewelry after my divorce, the most important thing to me was finding a company that I could trust and one that would also advocate for me. I found this and so much more at Worthy. Their expert staff immediately put me at ease and helped me to get the best price possible for my jewelry. Your engagement ring can be a symbol of your freedom, your journey, and the choices you have made to live your life on your terms and create the future you desire. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. Okay, so what's the third one? Uh, create a
1: safe, calm space in your home. Like, taking down pictures of the ex. For me, when I went through my divorce, it was really important when my then husband moved out that he take away our bed, all of the bedding, everything. I wanted it gone and I wanted a new bed. And my bedroom was a sanctuary. It was very simple. I didn't spend a bunch of money on it, but it was a place that felt safe and calm to me. And I really needed that. And I think that's really important.
0: Yeah. One of those little simple things, but makes a really big difference.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the next one is
0: remembering that thoughts and feelings
1: pass, which can be so challenging. A lot of times it feels like the thought, the feeling that we have is who we are, what we are, uh, that it's going to last forever and it won't, right? You can have thoughts and feelings that contradict each other and being able to notice them and recognize them And um, see them without necessarily going down the rabbit hole every time is really empowering.
0: Yeah, there's some power in even naming them, right? Like, this is exactly what I'm feeling. And because sometimes I think our feelings, especially when we're going through a crisis can just overwhelm us, right? Like, we feel sad, right? So that feeling of sadness just sort of clouds everything. But Mm -hmm. when we can sort of drop down and label them in a sense and 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 know that they're just, you know, passing pieces of information for us. It's very powerful. Yeah. Uh
1: and the next one is connection. You know, I think it's so important when you're going through a divorce to reach out and connect with friends and family who feel safe and loving to you because I think there's a temptation for some people to, you know, hop on dating sites and look for that connection. And you don't want to set yourself up for being in a position where you need somebody to fill that need for you, some mm-hmm. stranger, um, getting those needs met from the people who are there for you, right? from people who are safe, who care about you is important. And, it, and it's really critically important because, you know, for most people who are going through a divorce, they used to get those me- needs met from their spouse. And that's not. That's not available anymore.
0: And reaching out to somebody else
1: mm-hmm. is in and
0: in, in of itself, learning how to meet one of your own needs for connection.
1: Exactly. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah that's beautiful.
1: Uh, and the next one is moving, engaging your body. You know, there, there are three things that really help balance our brain chemistry um, and they're all sort of intuitive and yet we, we lose sight of them. One is how we eat. One is how we sleep. And the third one is exercise it really helps so much. It doesn't have to be that you're going to work out and go into the gym for an hour. It can be that you go for a walk, you know, you make the effort to go for walks during the day It can be going for runs, yoga, whatever it is, but doing something, engaging your body physically in some way is such a powerful way to help regulate brain chemistry
0: and help us heal and move that energy around in your body and out of your body.
1: Yeah. 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 I talk in my book a little bit about, you know, I wasn't a runner. And then uh, the, (laughs) the night after I told my husband to leave, I woke up in the morning and I went for a run and I started running every day. Um, and I still do. And it helps me. It's the time that I have to really engage my body and feel like I'm taking care of myself. And it helps me uh, with the anxiety, with
0: the depression that, you know, especially when I
1: was in the throes of it. And it, it really, it's profound, the difference that it makes.
0: Yeah. I remember going through mine and having so much anger and not knowing mm-hmm. what to do with it. And so I took a boxing class. And uh, yes. I remember. I that too. <laughs> oh my God. It was amazing. I was like, this is the best yeah. thing I could have done with myself because you have that anger. And I think sometimes as women, we beat ourselves up for the anger and it's like, no, like Mm -hmm. find a way to just let it out of your body.
1: Totally. Yeah. I went to, I I did the kickboxing classes and and one of the instructors actually came up to me and said, who are you so mad at? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I, I, and, and actually the, the night that I told my, my husband to leave, I when I got a bat, I think I really scared. I scared him because he didn't know where I was going with the bat. <laughs> and I went to the batting cages. I went and I hit balls as hard as I could mm. because I just wanted to hit things. And yeah, channeling that anger in a healthy way is really cathartic. It feels
0: good. Yeah, it really does. Um, so the next
1: one is up your self care. It's easy to let the small things like water intake or what you eat or in your sleep slide. But when you're going through a crisis, when you're going through trauma, your self care is critical, making sure you're drinking plenty of water, getting healthy foods, sleeping, it's going to help your central nervous system get through this. And so it might not be intuitive, you might have to put a little bit more energy into that and really think about, okay, what am I eating? I'm not I'm not worried so much about this isn't about dieting. It's making sure that you're getting plenty of protein, plenty of fruits and vegetables, getting the fuel that your body needs to move through this. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times people kind of lose sight of that and and it's important.
0: Yeah. It's interesting how some people in stress will, their automatic response is to forget to eat. You know, you'll Mm -hmm. meet someone who just hasn't eaten in days because they're, they're in distress and then other yeah. people will have this automatic response to overeat. But usually those foods end up not being the the good sources of fuel for our bodies.
1: Exactly. Like the overeating, you know, it's tempting to want to retreat into a pint of ice cream yeah. or a bottle of wine, and it might feel good in the moment. But usually afterwards, you know, our body doesn't feel good. Uh, our mood doesn't feel good. We beat ourselves up. Um, so you know, making sure that you're setting yourself up for success and, and giving your body and your mind the foods that are going to make it feel good, Mm -hmm. um, or as good as, as possible, given what you're going through. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely.
1: The next one is change yourself, talk, um, which is, which can be really challenging. You know, I think, when we go through something traumatic, our brain tries to make meaning of it. And a lot of times they cling to these negative cognitions, which often are wrapped up in older traumas, things like I'm not good enough, or I'm not safe, or I can't trust or whatever it is, I literally have two pages that I give to clients. And we we try to identify them when we do trauma work. Mm -hmm. But the reason this is important is sort of, you know, noticing how you're beating up on yourself and making an effort to change that dialogue of, you know, when you notice yourself going down that road of, hey, I'm not good enough, you know, replacing it with with affirmations, writing them down, reminding yourself of the qualities that you know are there. You know, I am strong. I am beautiful. I am fierce. Right. I mean, those. Yeah. it's really challenging for people to hold on to those affirmations because we want to be humble. But this is not the time to be humble. It's, it's like you need a coach who's building you up. And the only person who can do that is you.
0: Yeah. It's like, if you take the time to really look at everything you've accomplished from the smallest things to, you know, the huge things in your life, I always think that's a great practice when you're going down that road to just really ground yourself in like, this is the truth because I think we get lost in that story. That story isn't true, right? But it becomes our truth. And so like, if we can ground ourselves with you know, reality, like, I'm an amazing mother, you know, I mm-hmm. graduated from college, I learned how to drive, like, there's millions of things that we've accomplished in our lives.
1: Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then the next one is reaching out for help and support. I think a lot of times when people go through a divorce, they don't want to be a burden, they don't want to bother people, everybody's so busy. But what they forget is that, it feels really good to be needed. And Mm. I think friends and family, they want you to lean on them. They want to be there for you because it feels good for them too. So, you know, depriving them of being able to show up for you is not doing them any favors. And to really get through a divorce, you need support. It's really, it's too hard alone.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. People really do love to be needed. And sometimes they have a hard time finding the access point where they can They feel like it's respectful to come in. Right.
1: Yeah. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to support you. So tell them. Yeah. Tell them how they can show up for you. Um, I think a lot of times people feel uncomfortable. They don't want to bother you. So they pull away. Yeah. And it feels like, oh, I'm a burden, whatever. But it's not that. They just don't know how to show up for you. And they're afraid of upsetting you and making it worse. Very true. And the last one is be gentle with yourself, treat yourself with as much compassion as you would a friend who was struggling through a deeply painful trauma. And I think that's really hard to do. And it's so important, you know, Hey, if you down the pint of ice cream, having compassion for that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to do everything perfectly. This is hard.
0: Yeah, it sure is. And we really do. We really do forget to speak to ourselves the way we speak to the people in our lives that we love. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's so true.
0: So those are beautiful. I mean, even just being aware of each one and then incorporating them into your life is, is just so empowering. I think sometimes when you're going through divorce or any sort of trauma, there's a little bit of like, just doing what you're told, like when it comes to these things mm-hmm. and just yeah. ha- having some faith that they're actually gonna work because there is a magic in just putting one foot in front of the other and just doing what it says. Yep. You know, you might not feel like grounding yourself, but just try it. Mm -hmm. You know, you may not feel like taking that bath, but, but do it, you know, and, and see what happens, see what unfolds. Yeah. So you are. As you said, I mean, you're so committed to really helping people through this. And it's, it's beautiful, because it's one of the most devastating things I think anyone can really go through is, is a Mm -hmm. divorce, especially a traumatic divorce. And so I know you have a Facebook group.
1: Yeah, so I started it's, it's been almost a year, I started this Facebook group. Um, it's, It's the same title as my book, which is you got this healing through divorce, you can find it and you can join it and it's really amazing it's mostly women but there are some men which i which i appreciate it's just people who are really committed to wanting to heal and feel empowered through their divorce and the thing that's really neat about it is that people will show up and share about how they're struggling and where they're hurting and within minutes a whole bunch of people are showing up and supporting and you know offering prayers or you know support or words of kindness or whatever it is. And it's really meaningful and connective. I think Mm -hmm. you go into this group and it feels like, okay, I'm not so alone. There are these people here who will support me through this. And it's so crazy because they're strangers, right? And there is this anonymity that I think leaves people feeling safe. Yeah. And uh, it's been really powerful and I've been grateful to be a part of it.
0: That's beautiful. So, okay. It's called you, you, you got this healing through divorce. And yeah, that's also the name of your book. And so where can people find your yeah. book?
1: My book is available. The easiest place to get it is on Amazon, but it's on iTunes and Walmart and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, hop on Amazon and and you can order my book there. Uh, it's sort of a it is a self-help book, but I do share some stories from my own divorce. Um, there are exercises for helping people heal through divorce, um, some homework assignments in there and some some stories from the chaos that
0: I went through as well. Awesome. And then right now you're about to launch an online course as well, right?
1: Yeah. So I'm really excited about this online course. It's not for everybody. It's really for people who are going through particularly traumatic divorces with toxic spouses where there's been verbally abusive behavior, um, gaslighting, where, you know, it's, it's really overwhelming where, you know, it's ending with bad behavior or there was bad behavior in the, in the marriage, um, Mm -hmm. narcissists, borderline personality disorder, um, just really intense, intense stuff. And I feel like people who are going through that kind of divorce with difficult people, with toxic people need a little bit more support and a little bit more healing. Um, and the online course, there's a coaching component there's a uh, support group, uh, you know, everybody gets a small support group. There are lessons and group coaching calls with me or individual coaching calls and homework, like really clear homework. It's an eight-week program and the goal is for it to be really a therapeutic intensive. You know, of course, in this capacity, I'm not a therapist so much as a coach, mm-hmm. but I really want to help people. Uh, through the program so that they can feel more empowered in their divorce. And I'm really excited about it.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, and, you know, I hear, you know, more and more people really dealing with these high conflict, narcissistic board, you know, personality disordered sort of crazy making divorce situations. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think there is a, a very unique and special way to help you know, anyone going through that to help them navigate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Well, it's a fight. I mean, that one of the things I talk, I speak to and my book and in the course is that it really is a fight and it's not a fight against your ex. It's a fight to reclaim yourself. And that's no easy task because for most people, they, their hopes and their dreams for themselves, who they were was really wrapped up in their marriage. And when you go through this kind of divorce, you know, a lot of times the very person that you trusted that you were building a life with is attacking you. Yeah. And, uh, you have to figure out and learn how to protect yourself, but you have to sort of redefine and reinvent who you are, who you're going to be, what you want for yourself and, and heal from what you've been through and learn the lessons from it. And that is no small thing. So I'm really hopeful that the course will help people who are struggling with that.
0: Yeah, me too. Well, thank you so much for doing that for your group, for your book. I mean, just for your work and your dedication to helping people in this area of life. I know I appreciate you and many others do too. Yeah. So how can our listeners follow up with you after today?
1: Yeah. Well, the easiest place to find me is uh, my website, which is just my name. It's uh, as boy, Um I also have a Facebook page where I post just helpful psychology based stuff. Um, And and that's just my name as well, Whitney Bull. So those are two routes to follow me. And um, yeah, on the on my website. uh, For those of you who are going through divorce, who want my divorce first aid kit, there's a little spot in there where if you enter in your, your email, I'll send you the divorce first aid kit. And there's information about my course on my website as well.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time, for being here, for all the information. I know I'm thank grateful you. to have had you.
1: I'm grateful for your podcast. I think resources like this are hard to come by and so meaningful. So I really appreciate what you're doing here.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great day. Worthy community. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode of Divorce and other things you can handle in your weekly feed. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you find us. This podcast is for you, so email us at podcast@worthy.com with any questions or ideas that you may have. We look forward to hearing from you.